0: Hey, how are you? I hope you are well and enjoying the betwixtmas period that so many of us find strange and slightly disconcerting. I hope that you are feeling refreshed after the festivities, but I also wonder if, like myself and many of my clients in the past, you are finding this a period of time to really reflect and think about what is happening for you with your business and your work in the year ahead. If that's you, I think you're going to find this episode really insightful and interesting. It is the fourth in my re-release series of the interviews that I've conducted as part of the Empowered CEO discussions. And this one is with the lovely Gemma, who is going to be talking about her mission, her work and how she balances and considers her success in the light of the other important factors in her life. In her case, we talked a lot about motherhood, but it's really important, I think, as business owners to place our business in our lives rather than the other way around. And to check in with ourselves about our goals, about what success means, and about where we want our business and our lives to go in the year ahead. I hope you really enjoyed this re-release. It was lovely for me to revisit Gemma's wonderful words and her great story. And I am loving picturing all my beautiful listeners having a moment to themselves after the hecticness of the festive period take care and enjoy this week's show hi Gemma hello thank you for having me You're so welcome. It is fantastic to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to hearing and sharing with my listeners all of the amazing things that you do with your business and with your community. So before we go into any of that in detail, can you just tell my listeners who you are, what you do and what your mission is? Sure.
1: So I am Gemma. I run a business called All By Mama and we support mothers to start and grow businesses with community, a marketplace and training. And my mission is all around helping mothers to get businesses up and running and growing so that they can support their families.
0: Fantastic. That is such an awesome business plan and awesome area to be in. And I think it will really speak to a lot of the listeners of this show who are interested in balancing motherhood often with their business. So that's absolutely brilliant. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey from the more standard working world into starting your own business and what made you want to create this particular type of business and this particular purpose that you have right now?
1: So before I started my business, I worked in marketing. I did a marketing degree at Bournemouth University, although I never completed the degree. That's another story. Um, but I went on a placement to New York and then got off the job when I came back. So I didn't uh, go back and finish the degree, but got a job instead and worked my way up in marketing agencies, doing various different um, kind of project management and consumer and um, creative roles. Um, and was working on a um, team f- uh, with Disney and in a fantastic agency and got pregnant with my first son. So I never had the intention actually of leaving that job. I was very kind of driven. I love marketing. It's, I, I absolutely adored that job. Um, But when he was born, I took um, some time off during maternity leave and I just kind of started to reassess what I wanted my day to day to look like. And I did go back to work uh, when he was about 13 months old and I worked four days a week. And it was just it was different. And my role had slightly changed, as it does in agency. Um, And I didn't have the flexibility that I needed to get him to nursery on time and be in the client meetings that I needed to be in. And I was used to working very long hours from choice because I adored my job and that really wasn't an option anymore because I, well, aside from the logistics of needing to get my son from childcare, I also wanted to see him. Um, so after a few months of trying really hard to make that balance work I just I couldn't and it just wasn't working and I did have a conversation about flexible working Um, it wasn't something that could happen at that moment in time for the agency Mm -hmm. so I knew that wasn't an option Um, and I thought well I'm going to have to take matters into my own hands basically and (laughs) start a business so Along that, I thought, okay, if I'm going to start a business, it has to be in something that I'm passionate about. And I am really passionate about this. I really believe that mothers should be able to have a career and enjoy motherhood on their terms, whatever that looks like. And I thought, how can I use my skills, which were in marketing, to kind of support that mission? And that's where I landed initially on a marketplace. So when I launched the business, I spent a year doing it um, alongside the full-time job that I had or four day a week job that I had in the evenings and at weekends to kind of get it off the ground. Um, And yeah, it was all about supporting other mothers that might feel the same as I was feeling right then.
0: Amazing. That's such an interesting kind of journey to get you to that point. And also how you bring up those areas that become part of why we choose this journey. And they were also what forced you into making the choice, which is you needed more flexibility, you needed more freedom, and you needed to be your own boss. But on top of that, I I can really feel there was a sense of purpose driving you and feeling like if I'm going to be balancing my work and enjoying my work, it has to be something I truly believe in. Would you say that's true?
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we really understand about the people that we serve All By Mama is that sometimes with motherhood becomes, comes a reassessment of how you view success or what success means to you totally Um, and that yeah that very much happened for me
0: yeah that's so true and I I know from my own personal experience that that was definitely true everything shifted I was already partly on the journey but it definitely took a deeper more adventurous shift once I became a mother because it felt suddenly even more important that the work that I was doing that was taking me away from my family time had to be incredibly enriching and desirable and, and related to my bigger goals So that makes lots of sense. Can I ask you what it is you love most about being a business owner and about running All By Mama particularly? There are
1: so many things actually and firstly I think running a business is a real privilege and lots of things have to fall into place and be aligned for you to be able to do that. Um, I think firstly it's flexibility and that doesn't mean that I can spend an hour working and then the rest of the day not, which I can, but I, but I don't. But it's more about just being the master of your diary, being able to do those things that kind of you are important for you and your children um, on your terms without feeling bad, I suppose. Um, another thing that I absolutely love about it is the is impact is the is the possibility that you might be having an impact. Via your mission on somebody else, or even very in a very small way on societal shifts, um, that is that's a real driver for me, and I really love that about owning my own business. Um, I love the challenge. I love the endless possibility. I don't wake up thinking, "Oh, I have to do this." I wake up really motivated most days. Can't say every single day, um, but I, I it's not that oh Sunday night feeling. Um, And I love that each day is different. And I love the opportunity that just spirals from owning your own business.
0: Absolutely. And so much of that, I think, will resonate with my listeners, especially when you talked about impact, because something I talk about on the podcast when I'm referring to various mindset blocks, various self-sabotaging thoughts or behaviours is Obviously, we want you to get past this for yourself so that you live this fantastic life where your mindset is helping you, where you're progressing in your business, where you're making good income and where you're having that flexibility in your life like you described. But also, it's because I really know how much my clients want to make an impact in the world. they are without exception doing amazing work in the world. And when they can be performing at their best level, when they can be being the best version of themselves for themselves, the brilliant side effect of that is the knock-on impact it has on on so many other people around the world, in their communities and so on. So I absolutely hear that and I love that. Thank you. Something else I wanted to pick up on that you said is uh, to mention again about that choice, you know, that It's not that you're saying you want to work tiny amounts of hours or that you want to be diminished in how you see your business and see yourself. It's actually that you want to be able to make those choices and choose the way that you spend your working week. I I definitely feel that myself. Yesterday, I took the whole day off because I had my daughter at home with me and it was her eighth birthday. And it was absolutely glorious. And I did work a little bit in the evening to catch up, but I told my clients beforehand, this is what I'm doing. And it absolutely is the reason that I love working for myself is that you get to make those choices. I think sometimes you have To remind yourself to make those choices because it can be so all-encompassing when you love your work and you love your business, right?
1: Absolutely, and I think I I work more hours than a full time role in my business, and I do that because I love it, and I don't resent a single second, genuinely, that I spend working on my business. I'm very impact driven, a mission. I have a mission that I want to achieve, but I think this kind of mix between Doing it on our terms is a really important concept for mothers, for women, but for everyone. And especially if we're going to start to approach things like gender equality in the workplace, there has to be a better balance.
0: Definitely. And I loved what you said before about being part of that societal shift. And as well as my one to one coaching work, I do work with organisations and I do workshops and I do presentations about these issues. And I'm absolutely the same as you. I'm passionate about that shift that needs to happen been too long coming and it really is so important that we challenge this and I think I've talked about this on the podcast for several episodes but the coronavirus pandemic has really shone a very unflattering light on how much still needs to change in this country and around the world.
1: Yes I think some of the statistics that we're seeing and probably just starting to see now are quite I don't think shocking um, because we kind of all knew it but it definitely like you said shines a light on what we still need to work work on changing
0: yeah exactly if we can move away for a moment from the sort of societal stuff the external things that we can't impact as quickly although like you said bit by bit we can we can make changes in those areas and we shift onto the very personal any particular self-saboteurs any particular mindset Issues or gremlins that you feel you've had to get over, or that you're still working on as a business owner.
1: Absolutely, and I think that this term of imposter syndrome, which can mean so many things to so many people, it definitely applies in some way to me. And I think one of the things that's kind of held me back is that I don't have many formal qualifications. I think I have, um, G- well, I have GCSEs. I didn't do A levels. I went to uni late. I left uni to do a placement in New York. So I don't have a whole host of formal qualifications. And I've worked with a coach on this um, to help me kind of get past that and actually look at what experience instead means. But that has been something that has kind of led me to
0: self-doubt at times. And I think a lot of what you're describing is some of that narrative we've been fed from a really young age that what you were mentioning earlier, this is what success looks like. This is what the path to success looks like. And if you veer off that, then it doesn't count in some way. And when we can unpick those stories, those narratives, those falsehoods, it can be incredibly empowering. How did it feel when you worked with a coach in that area?
1: It was actually surprising because we got to the bottom of one of the things that I think gives me self-doubt and and sometimes helps what well, makes me procrastinate and I was actually once we worked through it and realised it may well be linked to that it was surprising because I, I think you really do need to dig into these things to realise exactly what they are and then you know working to reframe that and actually looking at instead of that what i replaced that with in my life so the experience i had working in a new york agency the job that i got the career path that i had the experience that i had i've had within entrepreneur entrepreneurship and learning during that time um yeah i think that's what's helped
0: yes absolutely i think you touch on some really important steps that you need to go through and that's you need to name something you need to recognize it notice it and accept that it's happening, you know, that you're feeling these imposter syndrome feelings or that you're, you, you're procrastinating that something underneath it is to do with how you're feeling and your psychological foundations. And then once we've named it, we can, as you said, start to reframe it, start to challenge that and start to remove the power that that saboteur has over us. And those things are, can happen actually strangely quickly, that, that decoupling of a story we've told ourselves with how it's making us feel in the day to day and something else that I think is really important and it's a big part of why I do this podcast actually because I don't just do this podcast for my clients I obviously do it for a much wider pool and some people who will never come into my world as a client but I really want people to know that this is happening to more than just them it's something that we can share that we can talk about and again when we label and when we start to dissect why we're feeling a certain way we start to feel better and we start to feel less ashamed less like it only happens to us and we're the only people feeling this way
1: yeah I think it's really important to have those conversations and to hear things like your podcast that really help you exactly know that you're not alone in this feeling and actually that other people that have then gone on to achieve something similar to what you want to achieve have felt that too and how they have started to deal with it it's a it kind of helps you to realise that it's it's okay. It's going to be
0: okay. Absolutely. And something else, which I I think I've possibly brought up the stat on the podcast before, and it's not from any kind of solid research study, but I did have a poll on my LinkedIn and 96 or 97% of people said they were either currently struggling with imposter syndrome or they'd struggled with it in the past. There was about 100 people filled in the poll. And it really is absolutely universal, but that doesn't mean we should accept it. I think some people think, oh, a bit of imposter syndrome probably does me good. And I kind of rail against that. Actually, the people who do need imposter syndrome rarely have it. If you're worrying about being an imposter, it's probably because you're a thoughtful, hardworking, determined, reflective individual. And we need more of you.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think I don't think I've seen it as a positive thing. And i I definitely held me back and it's definitely led to pro- procrastination in the
0: Some of the positivity that people, it's not really positivity, but some of the benefit that people think about imposter syndrome is that they think that kind of constant self-criticism is going to get them to a place of better performance. And actually the research and anecdotally the evidence shows that That it doesn't. It just makes you feel worse about yourself. It leads you to play small. It leads you to put off tasks that you could easily start to tackle one step, one imperfect step at a time. There's definitely that sense that, you know, I need to keep myself in check, keep this self-critical narrative going. Um, And absolutely, when we start to unpick that with coaches, with um, research and with practice, with actually just getting out there and doing the thing with our business, we really do look at the whole issue and look at our achievements from a completely different level. I liked what you said earlier about reframing and looking at your experience in New York, like things that other people can only dream of and talents within your job and within different areas of achievement than just ticking off a box on a CV of of A-levels and GCSEs and so on, is really valuable. And when we can celebrate our past achievements and our present wins, we can really feel in a completely different place in terms of our mindset and in terms of what we can achieve.
1: Absolutely. And I think actually something that's been really helpful for me is that process. And we hear about it a lot, but how many of us actually do it is going back and looking at what you have achieved in the last six months, last year, last however long. And when you actually write all those things down, it is a boost and it is, it's is—it's quite surprising
0: absolutely something I do with my clients is a courage timeline and we go back through their whole life and we look at kind of all the things that they've done and and how we can categorize those into different types of courage but actually I say to clients as well you know what you can do this on a really small scale you can do this in the last week like where have you been courageous or you can swap out courage for something else although courage is often at the heart of everything that we do I think when it when it's tricky stuff but yeah absolutely looking back through achievements is something that we we know instinctively is probably a good thing to do but how often do we do it and at the end of each day we're much more likely to sit there and think oh i should have sent that extra email i should have done this i should have done that instead of doing a kind of mental tally of the stuff we did manage to get done especially under challenging circumstances
1: and also, asking yourself when, it, when you're talking about courage, what is the worst that can happen is another really useful tool that I found. And when you actually think, well, what is the worst that can happen? Often it's it's not that bad and that can also give you the courage to do what you've been putting off.
0: Definitely. That's a really nice tactic. And the other one, which kind of works alongside it, but is the opposite, is And what would happen if I flew? What would happen if this went really, really well? And when we start to visualize that and imagine it, it makes that risk, that chance that we need to take worth taking. Thank you. That's been really wonderful to hear part of your own story through self-sabotage. What I'd like to ask you about now is how you empower women, because obviously you're in a community where you're massively about empowering women and mothers to create their own businesses. Do you also help them get past some of those self-sabotaging blocks? I think in our community,
1: it's all about connection. So there is somebody else in there that's going to show you support, either by giving you an answer to a question or cheerleading you. And it's about that collective power to feel like you can can do this. We do have masterminds and upskills and trainings, Um, I think the most powerful thing is really being part of something that just gives you that confidence.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense and actually ties in with what I was saying before about that sharing piece, like when you can share your journey and you've got those people to stand in your corner, in your inner circle and creating that sense of belonging. It's so, so valuable. What would you say the main saboteurs are that, that women in your community are dealing with?
1: I think there is a few different things here. Um, definitely procrastination around um, something similar to what i faced, faced, feeling like, do, can I do this? I don't have experience in this. When it comes to setting up a business, you know, you're kind of, you have the idea, you, you launch, and then you've got all of these things to deal with that are, Probably some of them at least are outside of what you know and what you've done before. And you do have this feeling of, how? I, don't, I don't have any experience here. How do I do this? So I think that turns to procrastination. Um, and that definitely, definitely happens.
0: It's been amazing hearing about the benefits of you running your business and the benefits for the people in your community to start these awesome ventures alongside being a parent. But what would you say are the biggest challenges you still face in keeping your business going, keeping your mindset healthy and progressive, and in moving everything forward?
1: I think I definitely struggle with taking time away from my business. So it's not that I haven't understood about the systems that you need in place to do that. I have a small team around me, but I'm always on and always thinking about I'm very I'm an ideas person. So ideas just come all the time and you, know, you have to try and put them to the side and focus on what you need to focus on. But I do find it time to sorry, I do find it hard to take time away and out for myself um, at the weekends and just remove myself from my business I think that is something that I definitely need to get better at just because I think it's healthy and we can be more productive when we do do it
0: yeah I can absolutely agree with that I see that in my clients and I also see it with myself as well especially when you have this passion and this purpose it can be really difficult to turn off because it's really enjoyable <laughs> right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally totally get that um it's been absolutely amazing talking to you Gemma it's been a really enjoyable discussion I think that my audience will get so much from hearing about your journey and hearing about the community that you support and the work that you do and how it feels to absolutely love what you do as well so I just wanted to before we wrap up I know that you've got an ebook that you can offer my listeners to download for free do you want to tell them about it Yeah, sure.
1: So this is actually on my website.
0: Um, My website is Gemma And it is, um,
1: I basically wanted to put something together that would help somebody that's about to start or has just started their own business. So I've written an ebook that's called Four Top Tips to Help You Launch a Successful Business with Kids at Home. Um, It's there for free for anyone to download with some of my insights.
0: Fantastic. And I think there'll be lots of people who'll be up for that kind of knowledge right now, because even though in the UK, the schools have gone back, we know that we're still in unprecedented times and that things can kind of shift and change. And also just when you have kids at home, you have to learn to work in different ways. So yeah, that sounds like a fantastic resource. Thank you. And as ever, I will put the link to that in the show notes for my listeners. And while I'm on that note, I will also pop in as usual, the Calendly link. So that's calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton for if you want to book a self-sabotage breakthrough call and for us to discuss how I can help you get your mindset absolutely pumping so that it can help you and your business and really get you into that empowered CEO state of being and state of mind. Well, thank you so much, Gemma. It's been absolutely brilliant having you here. Thank you very much for sharing your story and your wisdom. Thank you at home so much for listening and speak to you soon. Thank you for having me, Lucy. You are so welcome. Lovely to speak to you. Bye. Join me for next week's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. And until then, have an awesome week.